2: Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 242, episode 4 of Their
4: Daily Night Nights. Yeah!
3: It's a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American Share Consciousness this is Friday, June 24th, 2022. Which of course means that it is
0: National Take Back the Lunch Breaks Day. Yes. If you're take out here back. eating at your desk or some shit, just take the lunch break back. Although most I've been I've been at jobs where they're like, oh, we're just trying to take a lunch break. Uh, but, you know, it makes us it's it just bringing attention to the fact that there's an increasing trend that people just take shorter and shorter lunch breaks. So the boundaries.
3: I'm on my grind, Miles. I don't have time to eat and digest exactly. food. I'm on my grind. Um, I eat when I sleep through an IV because I'm on yeah. my grizzly all day. This was actually a holiday uh, proposed by Jeff Bezos to uh, take back the lunch break. So we didn't get lunch breaks uh, in the first <laughs> place. But, uh, you know, we, we've we've taken the holiday back. Right, right, right. Um, my name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. And the man in the back said, my name is Jack and I'm going to drink some spicy do. And Miles in the corner said, boy, you sure you want to? buddy. went and drank that spicy do spicy do. Uh, that is courtesy of Reluctant Monk um and courtesy of wayne's world i thought that was a wayne's world original i was like yeah you oh really you thought really? that was cassandra's track <laughs> yeah i thought that was cassandra <laughs> i thought that was a cassandra a ridge um, you know what
0: i thought that i mean i it was also the first time i heard Dreamweaver too and i was like man they got a sick ass original song the only yeah. one i knew was like foxy lady because my dad was blasting foxy. hendrix all the time
3: Yeah. And then uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which uh, Queen wrote for that movie. They just wrote it, uh, (laughs) I think, 14 years in advance. But anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host... Mr. Miles
0: Gray. Hey, you know what time it is? Straight out of North Hollywood, the Lord of Lancashire himself is Mr. Hideo Noho, winding up and ready to release, and maybe hopefully soon give you our takes on Elvis because uh, we will be we will be seeing Elvis soon. So look forward to that.
3: Yeah, we're we're going to see Elvis tonight. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Elvis. Hey, I feel like this culturally an important movie, like the. Existence of Elvis and like his following when I was a kid, wh- I, I like connect the realization that like I live in a foreign country where Elvis is like the most famous person to like modern day maga shit. Like the first my first <laughs> inkling that like, oh, I don't I don't know the people who live in this country I don't know any of this motherfucker's stuff And he is the Lord Jesus To, to many people Across this nation Anyways, Miles, we're thrilled to be joined By a very special guest An award-winning podcast host mm-hmm. A writer, producer, actor, voice artist One of my favorite singers It's Chiquis Neo.
4: Go to sleep, <laughs> close your eyes, Yeah, Jackie's just woke up, Zeitgeist, <laughs> what up everybody, uh, what you're hearing is a man who woke up, clock it 20 minutes ago, there uh, it is. and this is appreciate a beautiful that. morning, oh no no no, I appreciate you guys having me, I, let me tell you something, the older you get, the more you need sleep. I don't know if that's a groundbreaking uh, notion that anybody needs to hear, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, I I just came back from Vegas and a week before and like a few days before that I was in New Orleans.
3: Two famously restful places, great yeah, places to just get that are all restorative all about downtime.
4: Oh man, and then last night instead of just coming home and, and I was at the airport for like 7 hours with flight delays and cancellations instead of bringing my dumb ass home and Saying, I'm going to rest. I had to go do a fundraiser show for someone who has been diagnosed with breast cancer. So it was a good cause, but then we went out after and like, my you know, I just, I'm just too old for this shit, y'all. But, you know, I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) You know, we professionals in here. There it is. What's up, everybody? What's up? Okay, I'm glad you made
3: it. We appreciate your uh, professionalism, your being here.
4: Oh, I appreciate y'all.
0: Yeah, going through the gauntlet of Vegas and New Orleans to end up here. You know, yes. there's no small task. You know task. what?
4: This is, uh, I, I feel like Thanos. I, <laughs> I went through I went through it all to get my five rings, and there the Daily Zeitgeist like, is my fifth ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanos is basically the hero of the, those movies, I feel. Of course like. he is. So, of course yeah. he is. We, we need half our population gone, y'all. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say which half of the population is gone. I don't think it should be random, but we do need half the population gone. So Thanos is a hero in my book. Shakespeare is yeah. a hero.
0: Got to teach um, these kids, don't be an Iron Man. Be
4: a Thanos. Yeah. Be a Thanos. You know? Don't bring everybody back. Let everybody Be go. a damn Thanos. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I can't I, I've seen articles saying that because, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing very bad things about like what what travel has been like over the past month. Uh right. And people are like, yeah, so um, this is this is not like just some temporary blip. This is travel from now on. Tra- the, bad. What you knew as travel, which was uncomfortable and felt like shit, um, is is actually uh, the best case scenario, the golden right. age is over Um, that, that. I think that's mostly like a Wall Street Journal fueled um, like take. But that's still. Well, unsettling. Yeah, which is born
0: out of, you know, not enough people wanting to work for the low wages. And they're like, well, you know, it's just a labor shortage, you know, so it's going to be like this until people are, you know, ground down to a dust that's desperate yeah. enough to take these jobs again.
4: Yeah, I say pay people pay people Pay right. people more, pay people double, yeah. pay people triple. If you want workers, you won't short it, but they don't care because people go yeah. travel and, you know. Because even like, get you, me started.
0: I'd imagine even like the people who are running those airlines, like, they're like, I don't fucking fly on my airline. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I got a PJ. No.
3: No. Yeah, they came into the editorial room at Wall Street Journal and were like, You guys, I got a glimpse into coach class
4: mm-hmm. and holy oh, my shit.
3: Mm-hmm. It stinks mm-hmm. in there.
4: Fucking smells, stinks in there. it smells like poor yeah have you
3: exactly. ever not taken your ambien uh like before you <laughs> get on the plane so you're still awake when the people are walking by to go yeah. back there
0: yeah, oh they
4: believe. look so unhappy i can't um, believe how some of these
0: people were dressed <laughs>
4: right have you ever um, had to go into the bathroom to join the mile high club what? <laughs> what is that what is that you just do it right on the couch <laughs>
3: all right Jakeese. uh we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about uh fox has some interesting views on nicotine they're mad yeah. about uh jewel being banned and yeah both tucker <laughs> and um what's his name sean Hannity, Hannity. <laughs> are, are nicotine lords, and they're they're pissed, and oh hell yeah I mean i I feel like this is not a bad base to jump on because like it, it is like people are going to be mad like the the whole population oh. of the United States is going to be cranky as fuck, uh, so' 100%. just like from a pure political. Cynical calculation, like being the, they shouldn't take away our vapes side of the issue is, Mm -hmm. is not bad calculating. Uh, We're going to talk about Trump's vanity, how that's causing problems. We're going to talk about leaked Amazon memo. Um, We're going to talk about New York Magazine publishing a big story about how cancel culture is out of control um, because a 17 year old uh, boy got canceled for sharing a, a nude picture of his underage girlfriend uh, without her permission and they're just like what's next it's just like another example of how the supposedly left-leaning mainstream media is uh fucked <laughs> so but it's like um, full
0: on put your capes on for misogyny folks yeah mm-hmm. so
3: we'll talk about that uh, plenty more but first Jekis we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search
4: history Ooh, it's something from my search history. The, the famous question I'm always prepared for, baby. Uh, you know. <laughs> famous question. Uh, I love watching famous... your
0: phone screen illuminate your face off camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm prepared. Yeah, I'm prepared. <laughs> scrolling, 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 scrolling. I'm prepared. Preparation is a funny
4: word. And, Ooh, um, yes. Preparation. What is it now? What is it? You know what? What's in my, uh, uh, it's just a bunch of like looking for bars. That's what's in my search history right now. <laughs> uh, Which had, city? Because, you know, I just came back from two famous bar places. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, have y'all, you, you know, like, the older I get, uh, the lamer I feel like. Because I, I let me, do y'all feel like this where, you know, motherfuckers be knowing bars and shit, and I'll be like, I just know, like, three right. bars. Like, I don't know right. where to go. Uh, yeah. Are, and people be like, oh, yeah, man, I know this really dope-ass bar. It's in the cut. You got to go around the corner, and everybody's there, the coolest people there. And I'm like, I could take y'all to Yard House real quick, you know. Uh, <laughs> right,
0: right, right. <laughs> y'all been to BJ's? They got Y'all pizookis. been to BJ's?
4: BJ's is right. tight, man. They got that pizookie.
0: uh Yeah, I feel like that all the time. Like, especially when I interact with, like, younger friends, like people in their, like, late 20s, mid-20s and shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you haven't been to this restaurant? And I love food. And I'm like, how the, f- man, I've fallen completely off. But also completely. pandemic like also kind of shifted my priorities too where I'm like I'm less likely to be looking for a spot to get completely twisted at um yeah, yeah but it is always I'm I'm never surprised how little I know about the new shit
4: Yeah it's uh it's embarrassing and and you know I'm I'm okay with it because uh you know I'm I'm tired of spending all this money at at, at establishments uh you know just get a yeah. grocery store and come to the crib but uh but yeah, man. I uh, that's that's what my search history is. Have they
3: uh, have bars like added anything new? I haven't been drinking for like six and a half <laughs> years. The bars been, that I yeah. liked were mainly about proximity, um, yeah. and cheapness of beverage, and usually, like, if possible, it would be great if they weren't blasting loud music so I could like yeah. talk to people. Those were my three criteria for liking a bar. Um, but what, have, is there something new
4: that bars have? <laughs> Oh yeah, man! You can get uh, you can get cocaine at bars now, uh, just on the <laughs> right. menu, on tap. I on mean, that tap. was <laughs> yeah, on that tap. was always possible.
0: Also, but. Oh, okay. coke on tap, okay. no cap.
4: The tap is uh, new. The tap is new. It's not coming from somebody's pocket now. It's coming. Yeah, oh okay.
0: Yeah. Like I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is obviously like the the big shift over the last few years was more like mixology, like having a cocktail program. Yeah. Right. Whereas, man, prior to that shit, I was always like, I had one drink. It was a Jack and Coke. That's all I pretty much drank yeah. all the time.
4: I've been drinking a lot of bourbon mules lately. A uh, little twist <laughs> right. on the Moscow mule because we ain't saying Moscow no more. Uh, that's 100% why. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's could how I not, stand in solidarity. I could not Great. care less about having a Moscow mule. but like uh, I've been doing bourbon mules lately, but I went somewhere yesterday and they had a drink. It was good. It was called the Trinidaddy. I kept calling it the Trick okay. Daddy and uh and like he was making my drink i'm looking at it he putting it in a small glass and then this dude brings out a blowtorch and sets my shit on fire and i'm like what what and then i tasted it and it wasn't hot i was like i see fire on this shit (laughs) (laughs) how sway how 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 but it was good. It was a good drink.
0: Yeah, I think, Jack, maybe the thing, because I'm the same way. I'm, I'm like the era of dive bars and locals, right? Yeah. Where, like, yeah. it wasn't about looking good when you went to a bar. It's just about getting right when you mm-hmm. got to the bar. And mm-hmm. now I feel like the emphasis really is, like, it's like a, it's like going out now. Like, bars, the interior, there's so much more attention paid to the interior. There was, like, a new place that, like, opened up in Eagle Rock recently. I saw Dave Schilling there in the cut. So you knew it was looking good, and yeah. I was like, "Damn!" Like everything just feels like elevated, but it also feels like the kind of shit where, like, when a recession hits, those are the kinds of bars that go. <laughs> and then right. it's just like back to basics, where yeah, it's back your divey
4: local places that for sad people to drink. Um, yeah. Right. I'm gonna need my bars to have food too, man. I I need all my yeah. bars to have some type of food, even if I don't want it. I just want to smell it. I want to know it's there. I want another option is available. Uh, and yeah. I ain't talking about nuts. I want food. Uh, give me some fries. Every bar should have fries and pizza. Uh, mm-hmm. And all my Chicagoans are out there like, damn, most of our bars do have pizza. Well, not most, but a lot of our bars do have pizza like that. Y'all don't know how much of a luxury that is. Well, because
0: y'all eat in Chicago. Y'all are eating in Chicago. Right. In L.A., <laughs> Jack and I were in a conversation where we heard somebody talking about, like, the weirdest ways to lose weight like when we were at this event and yeah. i'm like the, the difference in culture about consuming food like uh, like in la people are so image conscious they would be like well we have popcorn that's like n- negative calorically that yeah. you can eat i'd rather I be in it. chicago yeah. be like you want a fucking meal too yes here yes
3: uh and new york has cocaine uh as yeah. mentioned so that's on the <laughs> menu, <so. laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah i i am curious though like you know, I, I've heard tell of like bars where the prices change like based on demand and how much a a given drink is being ordered. It's called like Wall Street or something in New York, or that I, I think that was maybe a few years back. But like, I don't know. I do think it's like cool that our culture has gone more like experience based and valuing experiences. And so like, I'm I'm sure there's so much room for improvement in bars, I just haven't thought or, you know, my my brain was not equipped to be like, maybe this isn't the best possible experience. Yeah. um, (laughs) What is something, GKC, you think is overrated?
4: Here's the thing, y'all. You know, everybody, everybody that comes on the show, you say, we got to get to know you better. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like at this point, y'all know me, so... We're going to play a little game here. We're going to play a little game. I'm going to pull up a random word generator, and I'm just going to make a case. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to make that. a case. I love so, how you prepared this bit. Oh, you know, I prepared it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I prepared Activate it heavily. the, the word
4: generator. <laughs> yes, I prepared it heavily. I've been thinking about this for a few days now. Like I, I want to do something <laughs> special for the Zeit gang. Okay. gang. Uh, here we go. Generate. Word. This is what's this? Overrated? Yeah, it's right. <laughs> <This is> overrated. <laughs> serious. <clears throat> okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all why being serious is overrated. I think it's okay. Because you know what I'm saying. Like, they, they, there's a saying like, and I'm a perpetually on time person, especially before I moved to LA. Like, everybody who moves to LA is never on time. Like, five minutes late is on time here. But, like, I try to be on time everywhere, right? But they say people who are on time die earlier than people who are perpetually late because they ain't got no stress in their life. They ain't got no worry in their life. uh, And, 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 and I, I'm starting to understand that. You know, being serious and always having a cowl on your face and and, and or a scowl on your face. You know, mm-hmm. you get wrinkles and shit. And, and like, the Joker acts why so serious? You know what I'm saying. Yes. Why so serious? And he got a point. <laughs> Batman. Bring was it back to the prophet. Ba- by the prophet, Joker. <laughs> the prophet, Joker. Joker. He's like, we've why already so mentioned serious? the two.
3: Yeah, the two See? biggest heroes in comic book movies: the Joker and, and Thanos. Thanos. It's uh, Thanos. Get on the right you know? side. Yeah.
4: They're on the right side of history. Right yeah. side of history. And Thank you know what you. I'm saying, Batman. He he is serious. And this, you want to know why seriousness is overrated. This nigga got a billion dollars and and choose to fight crime. Like, you <laughs> choose to fight crime in, like, a bad— Like, I would fight crime in a white-collar city if I was a billionaire. I wouldn't be in these streets beating people up, getting shot at. Meanwhile, Joker up here having fun, burning money, uh, <laughs> you know, falling from buildings and having niggas save him. Like, I, you know how invincible I would feel if I fell from a 15-story building and I knew somebody was going to save me because they had a code Because they were so right. serious? Overrated. Right. Overrated. Yes. What is something you think is underrated? Let me pull back up the random word generator. Uh oh, ankle,
3: ankle, ankle, ankles are underrated. Ankles yeah. are
4: underrated, man. Ankle, honestly, I'll, I'll give you know we got a lot of body parts we like, right? Uh mm-hmm. huh. There's nothing like a good ankle, you know. And, and <laughs> absolutely, ankle is a beautiful thing. You know, you see that ankle point. You see the little bone pop out. Also, I will say this. I've been I've been boxing lately. And and then you do a lot of like balancing and things like that just to work your core and shit like that. And one thing that I've never considered uh is your ankle strength. Your ankle yeah. strength is very important. Very stability to sports, stability, and everything like that. And I feel like that's the one thing that we don't actually work on. So if you, yeah. want, if you want some stability in your life, and I'm not just talking about physical stability. I'm talking about if you want your relationships to be stable. Wow, want the your ankle gospel. Preach it. You want your friendships to be stable. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want your work life to be stable. You want your financial situation to be stable. You can't right. be stable on unstable ankles. So That's, get those ankles is. stable, y'all. Get those ankles Steph stable. Curry. Yeah. Steph
3: Curry. Steph Curry, the probably the biggest moment of the past 10 years NBA history is when Steph Curry decided to get his ankle strong. He did. Um, He did. Cause
4: everybody was like, Steph is going to be injury prone the rest of his life. And now he's like the most durable, uh, conditioned player I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. For somebody
3: who's like built like that, the fact that he's not injured all the time, like that was people like non NBA fans might not know, but when he came in the league, it was like the first couple of years he was hurt a lot. Always ankles. People were like, well, he's, yeah, he, he's a liability. You could have traded pretty low for him um, b- back in the first couple of years of his career. And then he just started doing, like, strengthening exercises for parts of your body that I didn't know they were strengthening exercises <laughs> right. for. And yep. and suddenly uh,
4: we have our ankle king, Steph Curry. You know what? I, I don't know if many people know this, but in that first, that first uh, Warriors dynasty, the my, my cousin was on that team, Mr. Harrison Barnes. And wow. uh, I've always been about this ankle life. You know what I'm saying? This ain't random. Okay. This is this, yeah. is this is ingrained yeah. in my DNA. And I hit up Harrison. I was like, hey, yo, cuz, tell that Curry kid, get them ankles right. And he did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he did. And the rest is history. So, you know, uh, when, when everybody's putting stuff in their top 10 now, which I am as well, just don't forget about me. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm okay. saying
0: it all it all comes back to the ankles and Achilles.
4: Yeah. Yep. That's where it comes back to.
3: <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: Zach Gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS?
1: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
0: You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump,
3: And we're back and Jewel has officially been pulled from shelves or I don't know if like officially, like I haven't been to a gas station in the past couple of days, so I don't know. But like, that's the, those are the headlines is that, you know, we mentioned in trending that it was expected in the next couple of days. They went and did the dang thing Um and Fox News is pissed.
0: Yeah. I mean... I I mean, first of all, it kind of makes sense because they would turn this into the new culture war battlefield, like you were saying, when it's anything that people have like a dependency on or like habitual use of starting to get in the way and be like, going to take that thing that makes you happy away. Seems like a thing to easily sort of generate outrage on. But I got to point out that both Hannity and Tucker, they they fucking love nicotine. So I have a feeling they were definitely speaking from like their own love of nicotine as well. But Hannity, who we've seen on multiple occasions, like vaping between his like MMA training sessions or like that one time he was caught vaping like live on the air. um, He basically went like full ass Charlton Heston with his take on what, you know, what he will or will not allow to happen with his vapes. Last year, Juul sales dropped 11 percent. And considering the U.S. is its biggest market, this will be devastating. Juul can appeal the decision or revise its application for products. But, Sean, both of those. Come take on, a Sean. A bunch of time and a whole lot of money. Sean, they
4: ban it and I'll do it live on TV and they can come and arrest me. How's that?
3: <laughs> All right. Tracy. I don't think now, that's what the rule is, man. That.
4: Now, especially in light of this. Now, while the go. Biden FDA wants to stop vaping, Many Democratic-run cities and states, they have no problem decriminalizing even hard drugs. (laughs) So then he goes on
0: to be like, oh, back to what the liberals, if they hate
4: nicotine but love psychedelics? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Hard drugs. I mean, you know, listen, hard drugs are better for you. But, like, I, I... i i i love fox news man i love fox news because uh giving voice to the voiceless i mean they're giving voice to the voiceless i've never seen a group of adult people mostly men white men uh who just effectively know how to pull bullshit out of nothing it's just like yeah, David, you ain't smoked Jewel in probably five years. Like they they pull in like Jewel ain't even popular no more. Like there's so many vaping products out there that people are using now, and it's like yeah, I feel
0: like Hannity's like, i Jewel's for poor people. Fuck you yeah, know. he was like Jewel, <laughs> I don't buy that crap. I buy it. But either way, he's like, love my
3: jewel. And yes. I got yeah. I stole from my intern. I feel like he would actually jewel. And he did have a jewel in his hand, like a laser pointer when he was making that I mean, that he point. vapes. He, he vapes. Sure. And I do feel like, well, yeah. of, of the vapes, jewel is the one that's like traded on the stock market. And so, like, that oh, well, does. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And, and it's more expensive than everything else. So I, I do feel like he's probably jeweling out here, if I had to guess. I
0: wonder how much uh, if he's like a bag holder because he's got like all this vapes, like jewel stock that's like about to turn to like ash in his hands where he's like,
4: fuck, man. He's like, we got to We got a cape for big vape. We do. We got a cape for big vape. Uh, also, can you get arrested for smoking on television? No. Okay. You get fined like in certain in some ways. It's like
0: an FCC fine in like some context, but not in the way that he's trying yeah. to act like watch me be a hero. Watch me be a martyr for jewel.
4: Yeah. That's what I love, man. They gonna get they they gonna get they people to be like, yeah, you know what? If they ban Jewel, I'm gonna smoke it everywhere, and so I dare you to arrest me. It's like, bro, don't nobody care about you smoking nothing. And I'm guessing the reason why, I don't know, like, what's the what is the exact reason why they want to ban the the Jewel they're, brand? They're, well, they're,
0: what they're trying to do is reduce the levels of nicotine in it. Yeah, but. The way that they're, again, for, like, the purposes of, like, screaming about it is to be, like, they're trying to take it all out. Mm. Mm. And that's that's not what they're doing. They just want to lower the amount of nicotine in cigarettes. That's it. But, again, they have to put it like that because every it's the same way where they're like, they won't take our hamburgers. You know, it's just yeah. easy to just say this is all about banning things rather than uh, what they're saying, like, you know, being disingenuous about what's actually happening. So, Let's move on to Tucker Carlson, who has an even more wild idea about nicotine Mm -hmm. and why we need to actually be standing up for big vape.
4: Yes. Yesterday, the FDA announced it's planning to remove virtually all nicotine from cigarettes. Now, nicotine is not the thing that gives you cancer. Nicotine is the thing, it's addictive, but it also increases mental acuity. But they're taking that out. According to the Wall Street Journal, the agency will also ban Juul e-cigarettes,
3: now, what happens when you get off nicotine? Well, your testosterone levels plummet and you gain weight, both of which the administration is for because you become
4: more passive and easier to control. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? That's I love, what he said. I love that he had some thrown there. It's addictive. But it also raises your mental acuity. And if they take it away, you'll grow of vagina.
0: I don't know what they really are trying to act like nicotine what? is somehow like the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like this shit will make you powerful. And then if you get off of it, your life will be ruined forever. Uh very big Here's energy. Here's the thing, from man.
4: Her. Here's the thing. Like, if you just legitimately wanted to say they want to take nicotine out and ban this stuff or whatever, which they don't, but they want to ban this shit. And they shouldn't do that because it should be our choices, what we put in our bodies. Like, that's still not a great argument, but that is Mm -hmm. a better argument than trying to say all this other shit. It raises your mental acuity. When you stop nicotine, (laughs) your dick don't grow no more. And your testosterone, you don't feel like a man no more. Like, why make up all this bullshit? Because, again, you know, just.
0: I got to appeal to people's sense of toxic masculinity or, like, gender identity, whatever, to be like, and that's the team you're on? You're on the team. Let your testosterone plummet and get controlled by Joe Byron? Oh, okay. That's you? That's you? Joe
4: Byron. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what they're really, really, really the message they're trying to hammer home. What's wild, though, too, is apparently Tucker Carlson doesn't smoke. Like, he quit, but he... According to, like, this pro- profile of him in The New Yorker, he buys nicotine gum in bulk from New Zealand. Like, he's not casual with it. He's not like, oh, let me get my, my shit. He's like, no, nah, nah. the only shit that I really fuck with is in New Zealand. And, and, and according to that article, if he's not on the air, he's chewing that gum. That's insane. So you That's can insane. tell, like, for him... He clearly, like, is coming from the perspective of, like, don't fucking even don't look fucking at my, my nicotine. nicotine in any kind of way. But well, that's how you know the dude loves it, because he's trying to say that, like, it actually gives you superpowers. That's why I do it. That's why I love it.
4: Well, we all know famously a man, Tucker Carlson, um, and, and we know where he gets it from. He gets it from his <laughs> nicotine. Yeah, uh, Maybe that's what I need, man. Maybe that's why I'm not feeling like a man, you know? Maybe that's why... <laughs> more nicotine i I need some more nicotine in my life so i can feel like i don't know frank thomas or some shit uh (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine the big hurts
0: like people always ask me the big hurt what's my secret it's not this meal plan shit i'm hawking right now on tv it's Mm -mm, cigarettes it's
4: cigarettes i smoke a pack and go hit home (laughs) run
0: And yes, Jack was quiet for a second there, not because he was, you know, completely offended by our uh, sort of take on what Tucker Carlson was saying, but because he was having internet difficulties. I'm Team Tucker on this one.
3: Uh, I think you guys are being lame, uh, and we're trying to save you, Jack. We're trying to save you. Nicotine's trying to save you, guys. Uh, (laughs) It gives you absolutely. No feeling of satisfaction. Uh, it just makes you feel like shit when you don't have it. If you're addicted to it, and that is the sign of a good drug.
4: Yep, <laughs> right. <laughs> famous. Do you have famous, terrible withdrawals? The famous Fox News plant, Jack O'Brien, here to <laughs> side with the Carlsons.
0: The Murdochs have done it again. Done it um, again. But yeah. Do want to talk about the Trumps really quick because Coachella, you know they there had they had another day, complete, you know, furthering this sort of narrative of how the DOJ was also being pressured to uh, get in get in on the fuckery. Um, but a big thing that came out was saying like, oh, you know what, we might have to postpone some hearings because I think Benny Thompson described it as a deluge of new evidence that they have to go through. I'd imagine it has something to do with this documentary that we found out uh, where all the raw footage just got subpoenaed, where mm-hmm. this documentary crew was following the Trumps like through the tail end of the election, like up until and through January 6. And you know what they say, like when documentary film crews are rolling, you kind of forget that a lot of shit is going to be on wax. And just based on the clip that uh CNN just put out of what is in this documentary mm-hmm. at the very least it looks like there's going to be something interesting now i'm not convinced that this documentary has any kind of smoking gun footage at all but just watching what they what just like how the trumps appear in this documentary mm-hmm. it really really makes you realize that these people were so cocky about the whole thing that they really thought they were going to pull this shit off and also make a dvd to sell after the fact They're like, and this is how we triumphed over everything. You got to get bonus footage
3: for the coup, you know, like the DVD extras
0: uh, for. Right, right, right. Exactly. The Criterion Collection. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I uh, I love behind the scenes. I love uh, just like what was really going on, especially with historic shit and the White House or just, you know, things that you aren't privy to um, as, you know, the public. Uh, for a lot of these private things, and as much as it was a terrible presidency, and that's an understatement. Um, and as much as he is truly the worst, and that's an understatement, I would be very, I would be very excited to like see some behind the scenes, but not like some, contr- not the Republican controlled, like a real motherfucker yeah. who's like, this is how fucked up the White House was when Trump was the president. That shit is going to be so interesting. Like, that is going to be like the 2016 Cubs documentary, where it's like this is the only (laughs) time in history where you're going to get this, like, unfiltered shit that is going to be so interesting and such a train wreck to watch. And it's going to be a beautiful thing. I I yeah. honestly
3: love it. I am in no way against the existence of this thing. I'm I'm thrilled that it exists. Like it's not it's not in his best interest, but it's definitely in our best interest that this exists. And I think to Miles's point, he just can't he can't help himself. Like it, you know, a yeah. documentary about the Obama White House is going to be boring as fuck because he yeah. is super calculated and knows exactly. Like, is just very camera aware and has. Mm-hmm. You know, all the filters in place to uh, appear exactly how he wants to appear. Trump can't do that. So um, just from an entertainment perspective, I have no idea what legally speaking, what we're going to be dealing with. Yeah. From an entertainment perspective, from that
0: perspective, too. Right. Like, you know, half the time. Right. When we see like documentaries about like monstrous people like in the mm. le- tail end of their careers, they just let people follow them around with cameras and it becomes the most damaging shit you've ever seen. Because they're like, yeah, like I'm totally in worse, control of huh? this production. Yeah, they're like, yeah. watch me say some wild shit right now that I know I'll be able to take off the cutting room floor later. But usually it ends with the documentarians being like, they didn't pay me. I own all the footage. So fuck them. Here it is. Um Here it is. And let me just play this. So you can hear like the the cockiness, the smugness of the Trumps that they really feel like, this is a thing we're in total control of that's being filmed about us, and we're going to say whatever we like. So check just this little X snippet out from the documentary, Unprecedented, is what it's called.
2: Okay. My father, he's very honest, and he is who he is. He
3: believes everything that he's doing is right. I think I treat people well, unless they don't treat me well, in which case you go to war. Can we talk for a minute about January 6th?
0: <laughs> that's like the little yes. snippet they that's snippet. the
3: teaser yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: i think and what maggie haberman uh, the famous trump whisperer at the new york times is saying is uh this is causing a little bit of anxiety among the families to quote my understanding is that there's some anxiety among some family members about what might have been said again not necessarily for legal reasons but just because there are things which are at odds with other statements that have been made
4: oh of course I mean, like you know, like on election night, that orange motherfucker knew he lost. He probably said it all throughout the damn White House, and and then went on TV and was like, "We didn't lose. We're actually winning." Blah 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 blah. I'm the president. Like,
0: or just yeah, the the duplicity of like Ivanka Trump, who's like, you know, and like you know, I my. I realized that the election was lost. Meanwhile, she's probably going to be in this thing like, Dad, we got to do... Like, there there is some testimony that alleges that she was basically pushing for, like, well, you got to do whatever you got to do, Dad, to figure this shit out, like, kind of shit. Whenever, like, I accepted what Bill Barr told me. And we know that because this whole family is sort of... Their whole existence is based on their father being able to continue the grift, uh, and they can draft off of that. Um,
3: And you don't get to be the the favorite in a family where... People are so competitive for his attention and, you know, would like, uh, learned at an early age, like killer be killed by their dad when they were skiing and he would try and trip them with his ski poles. Like you don't, right. you don't get there by not thin slicing the truth and having different versions of how, how you want to present yourself to your dad versus the outside world. So, you know, I'd be, I'd be surprised if this, uh, follows through on the promise of that, but, um. I I would love it if it did.
4: I mean, I think the one thing they're really scared of is not, you know, being shown as the TV charlatan salesmen that they are, but more so being shown that all the people who love them and vote for them and who, you know, do all this shit in the name of making America great again and Trumpism, they hate y'all motherfuckers, too. Like <laughs> they probably talk shit about y'all and call you dumb and be like, "We got these dumb motherfuckers." Like they we'll talk. See. I think that is one thing they're more scared of really coming out is that they know they're playing their base. Uh, right, and the right, funny right. thing is, they base won't care. They'll be like, "You know what? We are dumb, but we." Yeah, still or they'll be like, them.
0: "Wait, but you're still racist, right?" They're like, "Oh right. hell yeah, we racist." They're like, "All yeah, right, yeah. we're back. We're back. All right, we're good back. enough."
3: They're like, yeah, like, they're about so dumb we, as fuck anyway. they know yeah. they're playing their base. Um, um, and just
0: on another quick note, Mo Brooks, who we spoke about yesterday, Mr. Body Armor himself, who lost uh, his uh, primary race and is now going to be relegated to just normal fucking guy, um, has now said he is like, I want to testify in front of the January 6th committee. My conditions are that it is on live TV, though. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Well, for someone who's so talk. famously quick on his feet, it's it makes sense as a ra- as a request. Um, yeah. But I feel like he'll just go up there and like continue to repeat the same talking points, exactly, like,
0: or so, do it to further prove to Trump how loyal he is. Because we yeah, saw it from I, like I a few other people, the Speaker of the like Arizona State Legislature, after being like, I had to you know obey my oath and I wasn't gonna do what Trump told me. When they asked if he'd vote for Trump again, he's like, Yeah, yeah, I probably would
3: is there any indication that they're getting access to this documentary footage because of what has already been revealed in the like Jane? Cause it, the timing is weird, right? The time, like it's, it seems like what, what were you spending the last year doing? Why aren't we like, what, why do we have to delay this for you to go through this evidence? Is there any indication that like the makers of this documentary saw what was happening on the January 6th committee hearings and was like, Oh shit. Like, we we need to give them access to this immediately because that would be like my my hope. No, I,
0: I yeah, I'm not sure what the chain of events was, and I haven't really read into like how they got to that point. But it sound for based on the reporting, it it almost felt like maybe through other testimony, they kept hearing like a reference to like I don't know, maybe that camera crew, and they're like, wait, wait what, what? <laughs> <So>, huh? <laughs> and then maybe from that perspective or like there's a whole because you'd, you'd imagine they would have known about this and had it for a minute but between yeah. that proud boys documentary that was shot by the dude who directed the special delivery video for g Depp, um and this i feel like they're somewhat just finding out now that there's even more uh evidence but you know whatever The uh, yeah. they're gonna they're taking their july 4th break and uh <laughs> we'll find out right, more right. after i guess
3: yeah, he was he was staging the coup. He was about to meet with the generals to figure out if he could get them on board to just overthrow and do military rule of the entire nation. Uh, but first, we had to set up for lighting, so that was, of course, you know, gave us thirty minutes. They're like, huh, wait, uh, what do you what do you mean light? Well, there was a full film crew that was uh, documenting every every moment of this. Every yeah. moment. Every oh yeah, moment. you didn't hear about that. Oh yeah, yeah. you um, should
0: probably you should probably hit him up. Oh, here's his name. <laughs>
3: All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection, queer founded, queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You
0: like to watch new stuff, right? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new.
5: start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hey guys i'm home everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker sorry i'm late everyone it was an accident at the factory monty fell into the upholstery machine don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner?
0: So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep,
5: right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom.
2: Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from?
5: He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes
0: podcast.
3: And we're back and there's a new article in New York magazine, um, which New York magazine, I think everyone in America would immediately identify as like having a left-leaning bias. Um, yeah, New York magazine. <laughs> Come yeah. On. Yeah. Um, but so they just released an article about how hard it is to be canceled in modern America. It focused on a 17 year old kid who showed his classmates a nude picture of his underage girlfriend without her permission at a party she found out like at the start of the next school year, felt betrayed, broke up with him. And then like other people stopped talking to him and he got like put on lists, like on a bathroom wall of people to like look out for with regards to like predators. And um, this is at a time when there are protests and walkouts uh, due to title IX rollbacks that uh, the Trump administration did. Uh, The article does not dig into that. And like what, you know, It it basically is like, yeah, people were offended that like some nude photos were being shared around and so there were walkouts, (laughs) but it, it is centered on this anonymized young man protagonist who's being treated like a pariah, which is definitely a change from the early 90s when the coolest kid in my middle school would literally like show people his penis in health class and everyone was like ah frank you're right, crazy yeah. frank but the new york magazine article basically asks is this really better which yes yeah. i'd say first exactly. of all yes it's way better having unofficial right. like social policies that err on the side of protecting young women and correcting sexually predatory behavior is better than policies that encourage and even reward like young men for behavior that um is predatory yeah. yeah um the,
0: the whole the whole article is so wild like in just centering this like young man as the victim no real mention of like revenge porn the effects that has on people there's like a mention of like how some of like the black or brown students there had been allegations against them but those were like like false but not really like even following up on that um yeah there's like so many things as you read you're like wait what about this what about huh what uh huh yeah. Like, it wasn't until 2017 where, like, societally we were being like, okay, what, what – what, do we need to do something about rape culture? Is that something that yeah. needs to be addressed? Because prior to that, it slut-shaming was, like, the the standard practice. And it was mm-hmm. always about, dude, the dude – I don't know, it's just being a dude, but this girl is bad. And right because there's, like, this inversion – It's sending off alarm bells for people who are all all about the status quo. And they're like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Like we're now holding young boys to account for shit. It wasn't always like this. It wasn't always like this. And I think that's what's really fucked up about this article, because if kids at that age have the wherewithal to know someone who is, you know, uh, acting predatory or like has no consideration for a person's consent, I don't really want to be with that. That sounds like a bit of progress because these were not words I even considered in my youth because the conversation was so backwards Mm -hmm. back then that everything was there to just reinforce this idea that your boys are just boys will be fucking boys. Boys If the protagonist
3: of this article had been a young woman facing like social backlash for something like far less egregious, completely innocent, Uh, it wouldn't even be an article. Because that is just what is accepted as high school behavior. People, like, make up rumors about girls and young women all the time, and they deal with, like, reputational repercussions
4: for years. Depression,
0: all kinds of, like, mental health outcomes become fucked up as a result of that shit, Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. It's wild, too, that, you know, like, first of all, if your girlfriend is sending you nude pictures... Any girl, really, but your girlfriend is sending you new pictures. Why are you showing other people your girlfriend's body? Like that doesn't. It's just like the, the Like you said, the 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 culture of young men and boys not caring about the sacred nature of their relationship in relation to you know <laughs> t- giving their boys you know the well, yeah. The credence of, hey man, how cool am I, man? She giving me naked pictures. Like, you know, we got to change that shit because, well,
0: cause, yeah, because it's truly the object, just an objectification of a human being. It's now, yeah, right. it's not you're a person, you are object, you are you are a JPEG on my phone. You're not a person, yeah. right? and you yeah. you're basically a trading card I have as like a testament to my, you know, masculine appeal or whatever the fuck it is. I Ooh. think what's interesting for all these people who who are constantly talking about like these criticisms of cancel culture, there's not enough acknowledgement of cancel culture is born out of the kinds of levels of accountability that are people trying to see. Those aren't realistic. Those aren't happening. So the next place that people go to is saying, I'm not fucking with this person there. I'm ostracizing them because there's no other accountability because it doesn't come from the administration or law enforcement or the government or whatever level people are looking at shit at. And I think what's interesting is it's, Sort of the 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 issue that I feel like in general, right? If if we're going to progress as people, if, and people have sort of talked about this same thing of like it, when people are are uh, or, or transgressing or like falling outside of like the norms of what we need to have, like for a, a functioning, healthy society, we it's like cancel culture or just the idea that oh, fuck them, they're canceled is the same way we look at people who like we incarcerate, right? And not to say that they're even like, even similar. But the idea is, oh, uh, they fucked up. Toss them out. And right. a lot of people who advocate for real change say we need something restorative, right? It can't just yeah. be toss somebody out. It needs to be education. It needs to be let me tell you why this is wrong. This is this yeah. is what's going on. Because I think what happens is we have no path to actually uh, improve somebody when they fall off. Yeah, right. and I think that's another thing.
3: Like they, I don't know the the approach of just being like we're being too mean to them is, yeah, is that's also like not, not the And, and like, they also removed this really important context from it. The, so they, they didn't say like where this story is happening. They're like, could be any town USA could be right next to you. But Gawker basically figured out it was like where it was. And there was a citywide movement happening in uh like high schools across the city. That was a protest in reaction to what the Trump administration did to title nine which is basically they changed it from like being, you know, when somebody, at least the letter of the law was when somebody like, uh, issues an accusation, like you have to take that seriously. They changed it to a procedure where like, basically you put to the two people in a room and essentially say, talk it out. And instead of like framing the issue around one party that has caused harm to the other, you know they, they uh, Gawker did a really good kind of um, analysis of this New York Magazine piece, and they interviewed somebody, Know Your Nine manager Sage Carson, and they were like, "It's basically like the new system rests on the idea that there is harm on both sides that needs to be mediated. Like it, <laughs> it treats the boy's complaint that his reputation has been harmed as like something that needs to be taken seriously." Um, right and like that, the other person needs to like understand that and like it, r- make up for that.
0: This is just it's, like it. Yeah, we 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 we're seeing like these massive dysfunctions in our society, like kind of begin to have moments of reckoning, and the sort of response is to like victim blame or right. get mm-hmm. and be like, well, you know, it's the same thing. You look at like white fragility, right? People are now being like, well. People are thinking that they're bad because of racism, and we need to think about that.
4: And I'll just say this. If you do something wrong, you should face the consequences. So what we're telling young women is your boyfriend showing your naked body to people that you didn't give permission to is not wrong because we're being too mean to him, and he's the victim. And look, if you're going to choose to do that, nobody can stop you. But if you get caught or somebody finds out you did that shit, you can't fight the consequences. Take your fucking lumps. Take your whoopings. Take your L's, as they say. And that's why we have to start telling these young kids, nah, that shit is wrong. And if you continue to do that throughout your life, you will face consequences. And that's how we change it is by making people face the consequences. It's not cancel culture. Face the consequences for your goddamn wrong actions. That's it. Yeah.
0: Because you keep telling people boys will be boys, then they will continue to be boys or t- display yeah, or act out this kind of predatory toxic. behavior.
3: Yeah. A very toxic definition of boys. And and yeah. by the way, the movement, the walkout movement started in 2019 when a student reported being assaulted on campus and the faculty didn't do shit. So that was before all these title nine uh changes took place, then the pandemic, and then they come back from the pandemic, and now the laws are even like looser and like less uh you know in the favor of victims. And yeah, they're gonna have have some walkouts and like they've completely removed that. So I don't know. This is just another example of it. It feels like we have this misconception that we have a mainstream media in, in the US that is like left-leaning or has a liberal bias. And um, in, in a lot of cases, like we, you know, we, we've talked before about how like pe- people are talking about like, well, the Biden administration is like Carter. And we're like going back to that malaise area. Uh, and now we're going to see like the eighties come back where uh, rich yuppies and like Reagan, Reaganomics rules the day. And it's like, no, we're already there. Like we're already there. This right. is the mainstream media is as conservative, uh, if not more so, than it was like during the '80s. It's it's fucked, and like the the sooner we start like acknowledging that and like using words to identify that, I think the better off we're gonna be. Um, and I
4: think people know it. And to that point, Jack, I say. We stop letting Miles talk for the rest of the episode because. Thank you. Cause man, Miles did some shit that we gotta make him face the consequences, <laughs> and his consequences is you don't get to speak for the next five minutes.
3: First, first daily zeitgeist without a Miles outro. No, my Ooh. this episode. So the, it, it's kind of interesting, uh, for you know a little peek behind the scenes. We are recording this episode just an hour and a half before we usually record our episode and everything has completely fallen apart. I was off for 10 minutes. Like just my, the technology in my house doesn't work.
4: The internet stopped working. I just woke yeah. up. Miles yeah. internet wasn't working. It's the heads are Listen, falling off. Yeah. The daily Guys is a late morning, early afternoon recording. That's if right. Everything is in the AM. You get anarchy. Y'all.
3: It's true. From, from your mouth to God's ears. Um, Jaquise, mm-hmm. it's truly been a pleasure having you. Always. Uh, where, where can people find you, follow you, all that
4: good stuff? Well, you know, you can find me in these streets. Uh, y'all should get it. Y'all still do shirts? Y'all should get a shirt made saying in these streets and see how many people buy it. I want no proceeds from it. None. Nothing. Uh, at Jackie's Neal on everything. Hey, you know. Follow me, see what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of shit. I got a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, we out here, y'all. But that's about it. I know you're going to ask me about a tweet that I liked, but as uh, the world knows, I'm no longer on Twitter. Uh yeah. because I've been Any social media for you've abuse. been enjoying. So, you know, uh I've been enjoying I've been enjoying all the 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 Steph Curry basically becoming uh yo, I know I'm great and fuck you like aspects <laughs> of social media. Yeah. I've been loving it, man. I love when great people stop conforming to this idea that they have to not be great. And, you know, this humbleness that they like you. Yeah. Be humble. Don't be a fucking menace. But also, yeah, man, be great because everybody's going to continually tell you you're not. So fuck them. Like be as great as you are. If you're top 10 in the world, at something that you do. I think you deserve to have a little uh a little dog in you. You deserve to have a little bit of I know I'm great, and for everybody who doesn't think I am, fuck you. I think yeah. that's a beautiful thing. So, uh and for all the listeners out there cuz I know there's a few who think Steph Curry ain't great, you know, full-time champ, baby. What you going to say to that? So that's the yeah. part of social media I'm liking right now is all the clips and memes From Steph and that warrior celebration of them just being like, yeah, man, we some of the best to ever do. it, And y'all can't do nothing about it no more. Fuck being humble. I love it. Yeah. I love it.
3: Yeah, me too. All right. Well, you can find Miles uh, on Twitter at Miles of Gray. Twitter and I think Instagram. I've only heard him say it literally a thousand times, but I'm pretty sure that's his handle on both. Great follow both places, I'm allowed to. I'll, I'll say it because he's not here. You can also listen to both of us on Miles and Jack I'm at Boosty's, our very silly NBA podcast uh, where we talk about things like the Warriors Championship Parade. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. And a tweet I've been liking, hello colon, tweeted, okay, Bob Dylan, name four regular jobs. And Bob Dylan says... Ah man, uh, jugglers, uh, clowns, obviously, uh, mathematicians, and carpenters' wives. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of Bob Dylan's music, he's yeah, likes to sing about very random shit. <laughs> and then obviously, somebody tweeted, "God didn't write the Second Amendment; a slave owner did," um, which helpful <laughs> reminder. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. where We link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, uh, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy trying to think what let's just link off to the I mean the new Beyonce song is very good um sure I got one for y'all I got one for y'all Oh, you you got got one you got a
4: recommendation yeah I'm a I'm a fan of this artist Rex Orange County he's uh he's great he's dope uh and he got a song out they just dropped a single for one in a million I love it it's a nice chill song it makes you feel like you know love is possible and it's a beautiful thing and that you are one in a million. Always remember that, everybody. You're one in a million, uh, which means you ain't that damn special. No, it means that you're special. (laughs) you're special. (laughs) All right.
3: Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye.
2: And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.